and Jules. This is the Nick and Jules podcast. Back again for another day, another day of podcasting. Hello, Nick and Jules with you. This is cool. Nick, you are dabbling in different formats of podcasts. Before we get into everything from the show, the radio show that you might have missed. Which maybe that's what you came for. And if that is the case, hey, thank you. We're happy to have you here. Also happy to have producer Matt here with us as always. Living his best. I feel like because we were quickly ready to jump into the podcasting and be like, hey, this is what this is today. But also Matt's here. So I feel like it's weird to not address a guest almost. Yeah, you're correct. Address me and then we can move forward. <laughs> you are welcomed and ushered in. Would you have a, do you have a preferred title, Matt? Oh, Lord and Saviour. Oh, I think someone else has got that one, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) So close, though. You're only off by about 2,023 years. I'll get there next time. Uh, But yes, today we are changing the podcast up a little bit today. Yesterday we did an advice show. I enjoyed that. You liked that? Yeah. Maybe they're ones, if they're ones we like, we can always bring them back, is the thing. The advice wasn't, um, yeah, expert or anything. Oh, big to differ. Mine was amazing. Oh. Okay. Um, I, um, I ranked just we talk we're just doing some chat with Chris, one of the guys that does a music show here at the for the network, and we I said that I ranked the advice. I said I gave the best advice. I think cool. producer Matt, I think you gave second best advice. Yeah. And I think Jules gave the worst advice. But partially to, to Jules's credit, <laughs> it's because I think she was confused by the question for the first little bit because she didn't. We're talking about how two people were running at the same time, and Jules didn't think one of them was running, <laughs> which I think was uh, maybe fair, maybe a fair thing to be confused by. Sure. Uh, today though, we're not doing advice. We are doing true crime. Mm. Uh, I wanted to do true crime yesterday, but there was a lot more sound effects required than an <laughs> advice show. <laughs> I have heard the behind the scenes of this recording and I'm already scared for what's to come. Okay. Um, well, I've got plenty of sound effects. I've even got an opener made up. Uh, are, 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 we, are we ready to launch into the true Nick and Jules, the true crime podcast? Let's do it. Let's do it. <clears throat> Welcome listeners. The very first installment of the Nick and Jules True Crime Podcast. The only podcast online (laughs) where we barely delve into crime. Kind of just a once-off. That's right. It's time for the Nick and Jules True Crime Podcast. You're going to talk about this the whole time? Maybe. We'll see how quickly I lose interest. (laughs) That's right. They are very, like, very right on the microphone talking about the the hello. They... They whisper, but they bring the levels of the microphone way up. Yeah, they're clever like that. Something's going on and we don't know what it is, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you the exciting and disturbing case of the Siberian werewolf (gasps) serial killer. My stars. Actual werewolf? Or killing werewolves. Time will tell. (laughs) (laughs) Let me take you overseas to Siberia right now. Back to 1992, women began disappearing from a small town in Siberia, located in eastern Russia. Police began to find their mutilated bodies in a neighbouring area. All the victims were women, and most of them had been killed with either a hammer or an axe. Terrifying stuff. Where are we going with this? (laughs) Russian media began calling the serial killer the werewolf because they struck in the dead of night. Ah, makes sense. And it was almost cyclical. The only thing they could develop was a pattern of nights. <laughs> <laughs> so not during the day. <laughs> um, after a, some time, they started realising there was a bit of a pattern. Police began gathering evidence on the killer and eventually noticed similar tracks, all leading to these crime scenes, similar tracks from a police vehicle. This call is coming from inside the house. Exactly right. 
So in 2012, Russian officials began DNA testing all police officers in the area who had driven a type of car that had been identified going to this police station. That led them to a former police officer, Mikhail Popkov. Hmm. Popkov very quickly confessed to 22 (gasps) murders. Saying that he wanted to cleanse the streets. And then he committed the murders because he was guided by his inner convictions. (laughs) Okay, explain, mate. He then later confessed to 61 more murders. Over the space of 20 to 30 years, he became become Russia's worst and most prolific serial killer. All women? Recording 83. I think there were some men in there. Okay. But again, they because they're such a big number, Jules, they don't go into the, the heavy no. specifics of no, it. No, no, no. Scary enough. It's kind of crazy. He received a life sentence. Mm, good. But in January, Russian media interviewed Mikhail Popkov. And they wanted to chat to him. They said, what is your dream? You're behind bars. I don't know why they would interview him. Why yeah. you would ask a serial killer that what question? It sounds dream? intriguing. Like, because you're going to want to know what this person is going on in their head. Mm. And Mikhail Popkov, the werewolf, the killer, the serial killer, this prolific serial killer. Popcorn. <laughs> That's a way to infant. <laughs> oh, Popcorn McGee. Oh, Mickey Popcorn. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they said, what is your dream? And he said, and I have part of the interview for you now, but mm-hmm. I'll do. I'll have to do the translation for you because obviously. Now, if you speak Russian, this obviously means a lot to you. But this is Mikhail Popkov being interviewed, being asked, "What is your dream?" His dream, guys, is to serve in the Russian military. Gosh. Because if you serve six months. In this privatized link uh, branch of the Russian military, if you serve six months mm. and you're a, like a convicted like murderer, yeah. whatever your crime, if you serve your six months, they set you free. Gee. Oh, waved of all sins! It's like that movie. Uh, what's the what's that DC one where all the criminals the uh, it's got the Joker and it's got Will Smith in it. Uh, the yeah, it's the recent the one. Movie. It's got like it's also got Margot Robbie. Oh my gosh! This is a, we'll just cut this and we'll put put it in. Over One the second. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> type, 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 type. The Suicide Squad. That's what. Oh, that's yes. actually, I've seen that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Jules, that's one of the movies you've seen. Based on, they get a bunch of criminals and they go, "Hey, if you can complete like complete this mission for us, we'll set you free. We'll take mm. some time off your sentence." He has his life sentence on the cards right now, and he's looking to get let out to join this privatized branch of the military, and he could be on Russian streets within the next year. That's scary. How terrifying that a man has killed 83 people that we know of could be out and about. It's oh like a gosh. weird like confession thing. Like, go there. Oh, we absolve you, do a few Hail Marys. That's weird. Yeah. No, I don't like that. It is scary. Right now they are still debating whether or not do we let this man out because on one hand he no! did commit atrocities. <laughs> But on the other hand, if he commits atrocities to the other team, yeah, you know, if we've got a good killer and he's trying to kill them, he's obviously good at it. I'm not saying that it's a great idea, but I'm just saying it's one that they are currently living through. Uh, analysts estimate that 40,000 prisoners in the Russian system were freed last year under the program. Jesus. So 40,000 people served their six months and then got set free. That explains some of the unpleasant stuff you've been hearing about the... Uh Russian-Ukraine war. Yeah, because they've got some absolute psychos out there. That's mental. 
With the war between Russia and effectively the rest of the free world entering now its 13th month, and many more murderers are set to do their serving, uh, even the Russian people are saying, we do not want the Hold werewolf <laughs> out on the streets. <laughs> Fair and enough. That's bonkers. I didn't realise anyone had killed that many people. It is absolutely, truly insane. It's a scary time to be alive, but ladies and gentlemen, welcome listeners. I didn't realise it said welcome a second time. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's, uh, that, is, that ends the first thrilling instalment of the Nick and Jules True Crime Podcast. Yeah, I still Thoughts? don't like true crime. Hey? <laughs> I still really hate true crime. Yeah, okay. Well, so you've done a good job. That's good. It's a, I mean, hey, it's a true story, so it's, you know, I, I only bring what I can. I went and I did that interview with him myself. Uh, <laughs> Sat down with uh, Mickey Popcorn. And- <laughs> Mickey Popcorn. And look, it's a, it's a great nickname for a serial killer. Is it the werewolf? I think that's a pretty intimidating one. It's good yeah, it is certainly intimidating. Do you think, because he was a police officer, do you think that when they were being like, oh, geez, what should we call him? He was there in the police station being like, geez, I don't know, I guess werewolf's a uh, pretty cool nickname, guys. I guess because he kills at night and... God, he's strong like a wolf and a bit of a lone wolf. Like, Mikhail, you seem to care too much about this. <laughs> yes. Maybe just a touch. We should be investigating you a little bit earlier, I reckon. Yeah, they dropped the ball on that one. But then um, the he would have chased the ball. Thoughts on the format? Do we like it? A bit heavy, to be honest. I reckon it's also a very <laughs> me heavy. <laughs> Which the ego side of me is like, great, love to talk, love you the sound of my own voice. To do additional production. So. Yeah, I, don't, I, I reckon we scrap true crime. Really? Just, just gone? Not even. I a reckon we give it. Return. I think. I think it might be a one and done. Because yeah, that kind of bummed me out. That man <laughs> killing eighty people Today's and then maybe getting free. And that, to be fair, that's the correct response. Because <laughs> if there was any other, I actually got really pretty <laughs> chubbed really, up by I that. So listen to true crime podcasts and go. You know what? I feel better about the world now. Yeah, I don't under. I don't get it. Well, mm. to me, if it makes you feel better, he is still behind bars, and they're probably they're looking at not. Uh, letting him do that. I, I don't like so. the uncertainty in that answer. <laughs> well, to, this is how it's going. So the uh, the company specifically that is the one that is behind this privatized military branch, uh, it's called the Wagner Group. It's a Russian government-linked private army. Oh my god, that sounds Wagner. the p- pharmaceuticals. That Wagner. sounds bonkers. It's um. Have you you probably would have seen these movies, Matt? But like the like the Alien and versus Predator movies, like hmm. Wayland Yutani, the right. big group that's responsible for that. Sounds very Wayland Yutani, which are oh, just yeah. Privatized military branch, effectively. Yeah, just super rich people doing what they want. It's essentially um, what Amazon will become. It's a it's a pretty scary thing that they let their prisoners out to do that. But yes, uh, the Wagner Group, that military branch, are looking right now to uh, prevent and stop that part of a. Uh, I guess their recruitment branch. Well, I shall pen a very strongly worded letter. <laughs> and they will listen to me as a white man from v- Victoria, Australia, over in Russia, who's never held a gun in his life. Mm-hmm. Is he count a water gun? And I don't. <laughs> All right, well, we're still back to net zero. Plenty of stuff on the podcast today outside of true crime if you do want to keep things family friendly and not get... Oh. Too bummed out. Speaking of families, mum and dad working for the parents, or maybe that you're employing a child. We're taking your calls about that. Yeah. Mostly people who are calling through to talk about their parents. Mm. Um, because I think if you employ your child, I think there's a gray area of like, ah, oh, that was six. It's like child labor <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> um, I sent them over on this little work experience camp to Vietnam and they make <laughs> Nikes <laughs> and they're having fun. So nimble fingered. Before we started uh, recording, pretty smart. You were talking about how you've recently done recently, you've done a sewing, like a little sewing course yeah. thing. 
Um, how old were you when you did that? <laughs> that was two years ago. Okay. Well, you know, you're, 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 uh, you're in your 30s. So that's fine. Yeah, I, I have missed out on the nimble time, but, uh, you know, I'll get there. Is that why they go for kids? I thought it was just a numbers thing. Oh, cheap and nimble. <laughs> kind of uh, fit. Nimble fingers. Yeah, small. They're so little, little hands. Get right it's in good there. good for stitching those Nike yeah, swooshes yes. on things. Mm. You don't want it to be too spaced out. Yeah. No. Despite or the fact that I know Nike injury. is bad, I still wear not so much Nike stuff. Yeah, you're the problem. So that's uh, fine. Well, true crime podcast. I, Here we are I just like homemade artisanal <laughs> goods, <laughs> which is what and Nike. Shoes. I like to see uh, a little bit of care put into things. Mm, just a nice. touch of love, <laughs> a little splash of blood. Uh, also on the show today, I'm trying to kick uh, kick a little habit that I've developed. This is good. Cocaine? No. <laughs> yeah, like you could afford cocaine on this wage. Imagine I just put like every every year I just put my one week salary into cocaine, and that's my that's a bit of a treat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I look after myself. Uh, caffeine. Yes. Forward. An addiction many have. Do you it's... have the shakes and withdrawals? No, 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 more, no more than usual. No, just um, flailing around like a clown. I have been, and I talk about this in the break, but I've been off it for about, about a week or so. And I kind of went cold turkey on it mm. just because I thought it was easier than trying to wean off. No caffeine patches. Oh. No, I don't think you can get no, patches. Okay. Uh, but I, uh, you know what? I go, I, I'll take the, uh, other opinion, devil's advocate. I reckon you probably can. <laughs> we'll go and get a no dose and stick it to your arm and see how we go. <laughs> um, well, actually in retrospect, probably you are correct, producer Matt. Oh, maybe. Uh, who's well, to say? Who's to know? I don't know if caffeine can be absorbed that way. Maybe Google. Oh. We may never know. Uh, cause I guess what's well, just got to get into your bloodstream. Depends how good, it's probably a thick sloppy patch to have enough liquid to seep I wish through. wish you didn't say that. A thick sloppy <laughs> patch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what also. What we have an issue with today? Oh, uh, damp. Damp versus. Moist. Well, we yeah, also talking to Chris, the music guy. He was, uh, saying that he'd rather be greasy than damp, <laughs> which I think is the really wrong opinion. <laughs> yeah. Cause damp will dry, but grease will stick. Oh, actually, before we do go. Uh, any requests on themes for tomorrow? Because I feel like I'm... Wait, so ask what to the listeners. Do you? Do you? Oh. I mean, listeners, hey, let us know. Nick and Jules on Instagram. You can shoot us a message there if you've got any suggestions. Or if you'd actually like to be on the podcast. We're happy That's to have fun. listeners on. But um, We might start a Facebook group soon. Yeah, try and get people on. Uh, any ideas as to what you'd like to see? What are the see? categories? Okay, so on Podcast Ranker, I've got a few categories here for us. I've got arts, business, comedy, education, health and fitness, history, Kids and family, music, news, religion and spirituality, science, society and culture, sports, true crime, TV and film. Those are, those are the big ones. So they're the categories and then we've got to figure out the format in that too. Mm-hmm. Maybe we just like go crazy and flip it up and do like a comedy one. Ooh. Like try and be funny or something. Uh... Do, I, do you want to each prepare <laughs> two minutes of stand-up material? Oh, hell to the no. <laughs> you well, can do four. I, I, I don't want to give you... I don't want to give you um, only like 24 hours notice for that, but I've just decided right then and right in here uh, that that is something we're going to do. Oh, sure. I regret the so joke. Next, <laughs> next week, though, I'll give you till next week. Um, let's say Monday morning, everyone's going to present two minutes of material. Okay, teacher Nick. Uh, can I wag I, school that day? They can, they can, it can be in whatever format you like, though. It can be like uh, just delivering one-liners. Can it be a poem? Funny if poem. If you do like an it acrostic poem or something, I will murder you. Yeah, it has to be funny. It has to be. It has to be made up with the made with <laughs> the intention down. of being funny. <laughs> um, or alternatively, if you'd like, if this might be easier, mm. uh, we can do a roast of each other. Oh no! Mm. I'm, 
I don't think we're ready for roasting. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Maybe next year. My achievements are still going to be a roast of you, but that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, look, that's to look forward to, and our podcast ahead of you to look forward to that as well. 131060, we would love to know. If you've ever worked for your mum or dad, were they the boss? Were you the employee? Yes, Pink is the boss of her 11-year-old daughter, Willow, who will be joining her on tour, getting paid and everything next year. Yeah, we don't know quite yet what she's going to be doing. Sure. But you know what? Working for mum or dad, it's got to be hard. I wonder if it's any different to working just in like a regular job, you know? Are they a little bit stricter with you? I, mean, I wonder if any Victorians have done it. Well, it turns out they are. You've given us a call, 131060. Let's go over to Tia from Bendigo, Tia, uh, have you worked for your mum or your dad? Yeah, I both worked for both. All right. What kind of work were you doing, Tia? Uh, They bought a pub when I was six, so I poured my first beer at seven. Okay, interesting. (laughs) And worked with them till I was 24. Mm, Was it just an easy job to be able to get because mum and dad had that available? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Did did you have to do an interview for that one at all, Tia, or was it kind of a given that you'd be behind the bar with them? it was just a given. It was, hey, can you go and get me a pot? And then it was, oh, you can actually pour a pot. <laughs> yeah, all right, in you go. <laughs> What's the situations with tips in the pub, Tia? Because I imagine that usually gets teed out, right? Look, I never saw any. I got <laughs> fed. That was probably my tips. Do you think you got paid properly because it was mum and dad? Or they just sort of were like, at the end of the day, here's a little bit of cash for it. Look, I certainly got helped out. And then when I came an appropriate age, I did get paid by the hour for what I did. but. Yeah, sort of starting off at that that young age and then, I mean, it was all experience, but mm. yeah, once I hit kind of that 12, 13 age group, I went, oh, hold on, people yeah. get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just volunteer work for the experience, for the exposure. Uh, quickly, before we let you go, Tia, uh, mum and dad, good bosses? Great, actually. Excellent. Hard, good. but fair. Hey, do you want to get a, you're from Bendigo, do you want to get a quick plug-in? Do they still own the pub? No, they don't anymore. No, but they've just taken over the Charlton Caravan Park. So I guess I'll be there next. Beautiful. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Tia. (laughs) No worries. Bye. (laughs) Let's go over to Matt, also from Bendigo. Bendigo people love to keep Mm, in the family, it would seem. Uh, Matt, you ever worked for mum or dad? Yeah. Hey, uh, I have. I've worked with my dad. How's it going, guys? Yeah, we're good, good. mate. What, What sort of work was this in? My dad has his own business where we he goes around and cleans septic tanks for other people. Okay. That, okay. Um, for those uninitiated, what does that mean? That's the uh, that's like the big container full of poop and oh, wee, right? Is that right, Matt? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Smelly business, right? How do you get? How do you follow in the footsteps there? Is that just because you you need work, or is that something as a little kid you go, oh, Dad, I want to be just like you when I grow up? No offense to your dad, but I mean, I can't no, imagine no. many kids want to do that. No, I'll I, I really look up to my dad for sure. But um, uh, I'd finished high school and I didn't have any work at the moment, so he forced me to come along with him. Yeah, right. Do you forced. find, because it was dad that was boss, do you find he was harder on you than other people? Oh, absolutely. It, like, the job turned out to be pretty shitty. He had this other employee who had been there for about a year. For some reason, didn't matter what day of the week it was, would never get into the septic tanks. It was always my job to get inside oh, yeah, for some right. reason. Do you actually get into the septic tank to clean? It's like, <sighs> I imagine you pump it a bit, but then what? Do you, do you have to scrub it? I don't know. What does that, what does that entail? Yeah, at least you drain it. But yeah, yeah, I did have to get inside. I don't want to know it. anymore. Uh, <laughs> do, do you still work for him or has that uh, employment since ended, Matt? Well, I was only there for two years, fortunately. Still talk to the boss? Still get a glowing reference? (laughs) Yeah, does does your did your dad have to be a reference on a resume down the track? 
No, no, I try to, I'm trying to put that part of my life behind me. Yeah, yeah that's be like fair. Family right. name there, something in common. Uh, if Bendigo needs any septic tanks cleared out, uh, don't worry, you won't be seeing Matt. Hey, appreciate the call, mate. No worries. <laughs> uh, I was watching the Today Show and uh, my ears pricked up at a new device that they had uncovered. A fake mouth that lets you kiss your partner from anywhere in the world has what? gone viral. Oh, yes. oh my god! The device has a moving silicon mouthpiece, which yes. allows you to kiss your partner remotely. Hmm. I think I've heard of this. This is a flashlight, right? <laughs> it kind <laughs> Not of quite. looks like it. It's mm. a Chinese tech inventor. Inventor, rather sure, tech yeah. inventor. Try saying that three times. It's come out with a kissing device, and it's. Silicon lips that move to virtually yeah. smooch your loved one. You put your phone over the top. You both have one of these. And its idea is like you can reconnect. You can feel the vibrations, the sensations, even the warmth of their lips from afar. This is upsetting. Yeah. This is so upsetting. It's worth having a look. Why don't we throw a picture or a video sure. up on uh, Nick and Jules on the Instagram on the story there. It's, it's truly just the worst thing to look at. Yeah. And um, <laughs> look, I'm in a long distance relationship. And oh, so you've purchased one. No, I have not. And We're there's a lot of out. people. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get my hands on one. Or my lips. <laughs> but no, there's a lot of people who like to throw in their two cents and say, here's ways you can connect. You can yeah. spice up the relationship. Rah, rah, rah. You know, the boyfriend pillow, which I thought was a bit strange where you cuddle something in bed and it feels like there's another being next to you. Yeah, wow. Uh, we've done more wholesome things, I suppose. The handwritten letters thing, the FaceTime thing, which yeah. is, you know, pretty stock standard. But I don't think I'm going to the level of this. Like, you just don't need that creepiness in your life, do you? Well, I th the thing is, because it does look a little bit like a non-family friendly thing. Like if you were to leave that out, that raises more questions. You uh -huh. go, no, 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 it's just so I can kiss my boyfriend. <laughs> and it's like, it's the same thing as having, I don't know, it's my internet boyfriend. Mm. My internet boyfriend, which is arguably even sadder. So much better. So you're not going to be buying one? 100% not. Not to the back in stock anyway. Pride <laughs> of my life this morning. Oh God. Getting ready for work. Had to go out to the garage where our laundry is to uh, get some pants, get some clothes. As they tend to like you to wear to they work? They shrunk. That was the scary part. No. No? No, no. Oh, good. Business as usual, going, getting stuff out of, uh, off the little line that's out there, uh, making sure everything's good. No issues. As I'm there, it's dark. I don't like turning on too many lights on in the morning because, A, I've just woken up, so it like shocks my system, but sure. I also don't want to wake up any of my housemates, but I think that's unfair. You consider it. Thank you. Uh, as I'm there, I'm doing my things, getting stuff, getting ready, ironing the clothes, whatever, whatever. Corner of my eye. I see something and it's a really dark garage. There's a little bit of moonlight illuminating it still because it's quite early. And out of the corner of my eye, it's, I start to see something. It's quite, it's a little bit, it's a bit disturbing to see, but as I'm just there minding my own business, oh I see the, the outline of the shape of two people. Oh. Two quite tall, about six, I put them at about six feet. The outline of two white people. Oh my god! Uh, it's early in the morning, my heart. And rate. they're walking. They're walking towards me. No. And I'm like, fight or flight. I know my housemates are not up. I'm like, this it's just is, you. There's two people in here. They're coming at me. I freak the f out. Flip out. I'm. My heart is racing at this point. I don't. I don't know what to do. But I turn around, flick the lights on. For whatever reason, in my garage, we have two mannequins. <laughs> Two store clothing mannequins, and they're like positioned as though they're walking towards whoever's using the laundry machine. Moving La towards you. I was like, what on earth? And then I remember, because it's not something that I thought about. I hadn't been in the garage for a little while. Uh, one of my housemates, she runs like a dress business where she hires out dresses. 
And so she has the, she has the mannequins and she puts, like when they set up in a storefront, she puts the sure. dresses on it to show people, oh, this is what the dress looks Does like. Does she realize that they look like that in the dark though? I don't think she goes out there in the dark because no one gets up as early as we do. Sure. And I was just like, like it's a good thing I was in the laundry at that time because I definitely needed to change my pants and clean them <laughs> after that. It's 22 minutes past eight. Ed Sheeran for your drive to work. Hello, it's Wednesday and Nick and Jules. Ed Sheeran currently down under. Melbourne shows in a few nights' time. Oh my God. He is honestly one of my favourite artists on the planet right now. You're a big fan of Ed Sheeran? What yes. a beautiful man. You know who I am? I was in Game of Thrones. I'm Ed Sheeran. Wow. He's a, he's a <laughs> bit of a potty mouth, but God, he's everywhere, isn't he? Isn't he now? He uh, is going to be down under. Well, he already is, but he's... Friday at the G, he's broken the record for the most tickets sold to a concert ever in Australia. Over 107,000. Oh, my God. Yes, potentially another record. 107,000. Sorry, <laughs> you, you loosely told me in the break, you didn't say the number. That is insane. The That's so many. Is 100,000. There's going to be standing people. Incredible. Not wow. only that, yesterday he popped into uh, Melbourne's Royal Children's Hospital. Mm. And he put on a impromptu performance for a whole bunch of the doctors, the patients, one of which a friend of mine, um, uh, her grandchild was actually there in the front row cheering wow. for him. So special. What a nice guy that is making time for that during his touring. And then when he was over in New Zealand, he also did that thing where he just rocked up to schools, schools. and just, Ed Sheeran seems like he'd be the best bloke ever. hundred like percent. If you could have a beer with anyone in the world, it would be Ed Sheeran. But I, um, I don't think that's the best reason why I love him so much. Why, right. honestly, I'm ready to just get rid of every other artist that we play here on the station and go full Ed. Okay. That's going to be a controversial decision uh, for a lot of people. Well, yesterday he popped in to my beloved St Kilda Football Club for their Tuesday training session. got him to sign a guitar. I didn't even know that he played guitar. They gave him a jersey. Wow. He's oh, a man that can do it all. Oh, my God. And then, you know, red, white, and black. They're mm. going to have to rewrite it to Ed, white, and black. It yeah. just works so much better. And obviously, because obviously we all know that St. Kilda didn't have a great year last year. Oh, don't start. Ed Sheeran's new starting Ruckman for the Saints <laughs> ahead of the 2023 season. I think I've reached a point in my life at 29 years old yeah. that a whole new world has opened up for me. And it wasn't a world I was prepared to enter, it's a new era of Auntie Jules. Oh, Auntie! Oh, hello! Yeah, that's fun. It's not recent news. Uh, no, you've, you've had you've had a, a niece or nephew for a little while. A niece, a niece. Uh, little Billy. She's almost two, which is very exciting this month. Um, but I have realised in the last probably handful of days that I have all this knowledge um, about what it's like to raise an infant. Without having done it myself and all this secondhand information from watching my brother and sister-in-law raise little Billy, that I keep on having these random conversations with strangers where prior to this life, prior to Billy being in this world, mm. I would have 0% interest. I would walk away from these conversations and it just shocks me that who have I become? I don't even recognize myself well, anymore. Become, I wouldn't say fun, Aunt Jules. <laughs> um, you've definitely become Aunt Jules. You could become a fun wine aunt. That's down. That's that, that's definitely open to you. Do people? Do you when you have these conversations with people? Do they? I'm assume that, them up. <laughs> do people assume you've got kids because you do it with such gusto. Uh, I quickly in the conversation throw in that I'm an auntie and that I go sure. down the avenue of being able to ask questions and and really rel 
get, get into this world, like to the point where I'm so fascinated by nap schedules and how that impacts their, their sleep throughout the day. I love sleep monitors. I love how they all diff- different ones work. I'm like, yeah, tell me all about these functions. Aren't they all the same? Aren't they all just one-way walkie-talkies? No, they're fascinating. And the white noise that they have inside them to make them all get to sleep properly. And you can right. talk to them even if you're in a different room. It's amazing. Did you say you find this, you found, find this all quite interesting, don't yes, you? Yes. Yesterday, I had a conversation. I listened with intent for so long about allergy ladders, something I did not know that existed in the world where yeah. parents and caregivers, they contest if their kids are allergic to different things. Sorry. <laughs> Do you understand? Because you're still, you're still <laughs> talking still about it. You, you don't want to talk about allergy ladders. Jules, just before the break, I made a bold claim and said that I think that 90% of people listening right now are addicted to something and they don't even know it. And during the break, I just did some quick research and it turns out I'm probably correct. 90% of the world's adults consume some form of caffeine every day, making it the most widely used psychoactive drug on earth. Yeah, they talk about drugs and they talk about, you know, the big ones out there. But people often say, oh, you know, it's just a cup of coffee. It is an addiction. It can be. And I have been, I didn't realise this, but I'm so addicted to caffeine. And because we get up so early for this job, Jules. But you don't like coffee. I don't like coffee. Well, between like just the the odd energy drink and pre-workouts and stuff and all the, and caffeine just, it ebbs its way and stuff. There's even caffeine in chocolate. Mm. There's caffeine in so many things. I didn't realise the other day when I did take some pre-workout for a fun run that I did, I felt nothing. Huh. I felt dead inside, Jules. Right. I was like, this isn't supposed to be the way. This is supposed to give me boundless energy. Yes, normally you are bouncing off these studio walls. And I, I'm a little bit, but it's because I'm feeling a little bit manic at the moment. I'm very up and down, oh. very hot and cold, just like Katy Perry, which her song about <laughs> caffeine addiction, as, right, she, yeah. as she wrote about. Hot coffee, cold coffee, sure. And right now I am going on a journey. Mm. I'm going on a journey. I'm trying to kick my caffeine addiction. And I'm about a week deep. Uh-huh. And let me tell you, I feel like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is hard, Jules. You don't realise how so dependent you become on caffeine. Well, okay. I feel like I've been left out of the loop here. I'm feeling like maybe I could have been relied upon as a support person here. Did you want to be... What What support can you offer? It's a drug that my body's going, no, Nick, we need a little bit more caffeine. And I don't know, just like a casual slap on the face to wake you up instead of reaching for the energy drink. I could provide that for There's you. There's so much caffeine in so many things. And it, it starts as a kid because you don't even realise sure. it even in iced coffees. that, that The coffee flavour comes from the coffee bean. That's got caffeine in it. So you're saying you're accidentally consuming it in everyday life? I think people need to watch out for their caffeine consumption. I don't know the science off the back of it. Producer Matt says we're going to have an expert on tomorrow's show who's going to help me with my addiction. Well, that'll be good. But maybe this is the intervention, this is the wake-up call that I needed mm. to try and get my life back on track and get a bit of energy back in my life, Jules. Great. Good for you. I don't know how it's going to go. I am sleeping awfully. <laughs> oh, no. And even worse than that, I'm waking up pretty awfully as well. <laughs> Nick and Jules. That was the Nick and Jules podcast.